Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. This show was originally shot with Josh Jones on Grow Your 1099. It's with Jordan Laplace, who knocks on doors and made over a million dollars in a particular year. If you want to hear about perseverance, about success, about structure, about somebody who put the rules in place to be able to do something that is absolutely spectacular, you want to listen to the show. Feel free to comment on it and also subscribe to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments and listen to other episodes. Look forward to hearing your feedback. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That. And I'm excited about this episode of Grow Your 1099 with Josh Jones. Hey, it's Josh. I am the author of 300K at 26 and Don't Knock It Till You Knock It. And I, <laughs> I love that title. It's I absolutely it. love it. <laughs> I just I just posted on on Facebook this last week two different uh, book covers, and I said which one does does everybody want? Which one do, do people think would be better? And I got a ton of comments of people picking one or the other, and and uh, I've made my decision on it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that to come out. That, that's actually that will be very soon that that one is coming out. <laughs> It's taken way, it's taken me way too long. I've procrastinated way too much on that. But anyway, so I am stoked for our guest that we have today. Um, his name is Jordan Laplace, and he is famous in my industry because he has earned a million dollars in one year selling solar door to door. Dude, that's which, just, Jordan, I just have to say that it is so crazy to think about that you were knocking on doors and made a million bucks. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it is crazy. I, you know, a lot of people that have never done it before that knocked it before they, they tried it instead of knocked it before they knocked it, you know, they, they kind of look down on, you know, door to door a little bit, but it's amazing the uh, income potential you can make in it. So, wow. So, so what did you do? <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. Is right, what right, right. Did you do? Everyone's listening. What's what's happening? What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll give you guys like a little bit of the insight that um, you know, because I've been interviewed on other shows or whatever. But I'll kind of give you like a little bit of the the secret sauce. So how I like really mentally got to there to be able to do that. Um, I think the the biggest thing, obviously. You know, if, if you ever listened to me before, you've heard me talk about it. But, you know, I went through this decision making process and I kind of had these, you know, four steps that I went through. Um, but what was really interesting was once I wrapped my head around the fact that, hey, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to try to be, you know, the top rep in the company. I had a very clear uh, vision for um, like where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And uh, once I had that vision um, I was able to do something that's pretty interesting that a lot of people probably won't say, but um, I was able to get myself like really addicted to like dopamine basically. And 
use that to completely focus on hitting my goals day in and day out and, you know, on a weekly basis. By the way, not that we recommend this to anyone who's listening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw in the caveat. Yeah, no, men, you know, mental, you know, it's a brain chemical. And, you know, dopamine was basically designed to um, keep you focused on hitting your goals. You know, it was back with cavemans, you know, so instead of them only looking for food when they were hungry, it, it was a brain chemical that developed so that they could, you know, basically focus on some food. Let's say they saw a buffalo off in the distance and keep going after that, that buffalo and every step that they got closer because they could see him off in the distance, they'd get a little shot of dopamine in their head. And then it kept them focused and keeping going. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was like the, the healthiest thing or like the, the best thing, but uh, I told you I was going to give you guys like kind of the, like the, the backstory or the, the secret sauce. But the reality is I was able to, uh, get so focused on on that that it was so important to me to to hit my goals on a weekly basis that I was able to accomplish unbelievable you know things and just keep going even after you know you you know after you know let's say you're five hundred k it's not like money is what's motivating you at that point you know so that was really kind of the the secret sauce was being able to see it and then doing a lot of little things that I would get dopamine from every time I did it. So I would try to be the top rep uh, every week. We had this little stupid newsletter that would go out and they'd highlight a couple people. My goal is to be on that newsletter, you know, every week. And then uh, on a daily basis, you know, it was trying to be the top rep in the office on a daily basis. And then all those little things, just really looking for that, that dopamine, it builds up to obviously an unbelievable, you know, year where, I was able to accomplish stuff that um, had never been done at the point. I'm not sure if it's been done since then either, you know? So I, I love that. How you just said anything past 500,000. It's like, you're not doing it for the money. It's like, right. I've already got more money than what I need. Right, right, right. I, you've got to do it for a different reason. And yeah. uh, I actually, I remember my first, uh, first time when I was in the Arizona office. So it was actually my second office. I made it, I, I said kind of the same thing. I said, I'm going to be at the leadership lunch that they did where we get like a $15 lunch right. every single week because it was just, you know, it, that motivated me more than the thousands of dollars that I was making was this yeah. little, little lunch. Do you know what I think it is too? Because your brain can't tell the difference if it's something small or big. Like your brain doesn't know whether or not that little lunch is super important in the grand scheme of things or if it's, you know, you know, meaningless. But if you can really see that, and the thing is like you could see yourself at that lunch, you know, and you could really visualize that. And because you had such a strong picture of it, you're able to really focus on that. And as you got closer throughout the week, every AC you got, you got a little hit of dopamine that kept you going and like wanting to, you know, get to that, that lunch, even though it was something silly, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool is that in our life in general, we can use little things that you wouldn't think would matter and use those things to uh, get us really focused on our, our goals. You know, even, you know, like just having like tally marks, like that sounds so stupid, but if you like tally, like every time you, you do some part of your goal, like, you know, for us, it'd be getting a sale, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you actually are seeing the progress and that's what really kicks in the, the dopamine is being able to see the progress 
It's like, here's the goal over here. And here's these little tally marks. I'm getting over to this, this goal here. And that's what really, I think works for a lot of, you know, salespeople or 1099 guys that are, have to be self-disciplined and and self-motivated is being able to focus. And instead of having to use a tremendous amount of willpower to force yourself to go out there and do it, if you're able to get yourself where you like are almost like addicted to going out there and working hard, then it's a lot easier than having to like drag yourself out of bed every day and be like, all right, now I have to force myself to go out there and work. You know, it's a lot better if you're just like, Hey, like I'm craving to go out there and work, you know? Well, well this, so. this reinforces the the session we had last time about analytics. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the natural body, the body produces dopamine when we, when we get excited about things that we do. And so to set the bigger goal, of, hey, I'm going to be the best in the company and I'm going to hit a million plus. I don't know if you said I'm going to hit a million plus. And then go, go back to, to the day-to-day activities and then significantly reward yourself mentally every time you get that check mark, every time you, you get that one next thing done. Hey, I'm that much closer. But you're not thinking about right. the big goal. You're now thinking about the daily goals. And yeah, perfect. What were, yeah. What were some specifics? Uh-huh. What were some like what were the ways that I used dopamine? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. So one I talked about which was um the weekly newsletter which mm-hmm. sounds so stupid but I just got obsessed with being that. I would literally sit on Sundays cuz he would send it out Sunday evening and I would sit there for like hours like checking my email to see <laughs> you know when it would come to see if I got it, you know, if I got it in the the newsletter. And and it's something that we look back. And the weekly newsletter lists the top sellers. Is that yeah? But okay. he would pick. Yeah, he'd pick like three guys, you know, and and it wasn't like you know one through twenty like that. A lot of times you had to do like pretty outstanding stuff to like get in it. And so that for me, I was just like, I just remember how much I craved being in that stupid newsletter. So that's just like one example of like where my head was at, you know. It's like, all right, this newsletter, like I'm going to be in that or I'm going to die, you know? And, um, and then, you know, on a, a daily basis, um, I was checking the leaderboards constantly, you know, and in, in our company, at least I'm sure. And it's actually in every sales company I've ever been in, but there's a direct correlation between um, how often a guy is checking the numbers and how successful he is. And it's just, you know, if you can see the analytics like you were talking about, that's just that's that dopamine right there where you can see progress. You have to like do everything you can to visually see the progress that you're you're making. So in some industries, you probably have to get pretty creative with being able to see progress because there's so much so many industries out there where if they do so much work in the beginning and you don't really see any you know progress and you have to figure out little ways to to basically trick your mind into getting excited about the little things by doing things like, you know, I used to do where uh, every, I'd have like a, like a bar that had all these different numbers, like levels on it, like on a piece of paper, I drew like a bar graph basically. And I would just color in, you know, every install that I got like for, you know, my whole career and just seeing that progress throughout it. That was like the thing that I looked forward to coming home at night was mm-hmm. filling out the little square. And again, your, your brain can't tell the difference if drawing a square means nothing or if drawing a square is life and death, but it just knows that it sees that progress and it kicks in that dopamine and you want more of it, you know? Nice. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, we all talk about what we 
what we measure, what we see, what we measure is what we do. Yep. You just took that to a, an extreme. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing that I've talked about before. I guess this is probably the thing that had the biggest impact, Josh, would be um, journaling at night. I did that really consistently for a year. Hmm. And um, I had basically designed out a list of about 30 to 40 characteristics that I knew that I needed to to be like, descri- I basically sat down and was like, I'm going to describe like this, this mega version of myself, you know, and I listed out 30 different characteristics that I know that I needed to do to be this like unbelievable, you know, version of myself. And then I would go through that list every single night and I would like, you know, analyze with myself and self reflect on how I did with that, that day. And that's how like I saw massive change and massive transformation as far as going from somebody who actually wasn't really performing that well before that's kind of right on the cuff of almost losing my job to, you know, being the the top one in the industry was um, being so conscious of all the little details. And I kind of just like had this idea in my head. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched, um, you know, Game of Thrones or pretty much any other movie where there's like a swordsman that's just unbelievable, you know? And I just remember thinking to myself, like that guy every day of his life, has spent hours and hours practicing like his, you know, skills with the sword. And, and, and to be honest with you, as a swordsman, like he still wasn't that successful in life, even though he was like the best at it in the world. And I'm like, here I am with an opportunity where if I'm the best at this, if I'm literally, you know, I put that amount of time into getting good at this, like it pays out exponentially. And that's the crazy thing. What me and Josh do, we don't even know what the, the ceiling is on this industry still still really new like there will be guys who beat me and you know who make more than that which is crazy but um i just remember thinking though like if i'm gonna do this like i need to focus on this like i'm trying to master be the best swordsman in the world that ever lived so that um i'm just the best at what i do and that that's self-reflecting and that journaling was a huge thing that, that helped with that because i'm able to look at every little thing like how did i do with this today how did i do with you know, breaking preoccupation. How did I do with my positive self-talk throughout the day? Like, you know, my inner dialogue, you know, all of these things. I just, you know, listed out everything I could possibly think of that the best version of myself would have to do to be successful at that level. And I just went through it every day and reflected on it. And I started noticing massive change really quickly. So. Wow. I, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what, what, what Josh and I do, this is what I've done. So I like to pull the genius out of out of people's heads. That's what we do. And and Josh has gotten really good at sitting back and listening for the aha moment. And that's what I do in a conversation. Yeah. And Jordan, what you just said is the basic, most fundamental thing that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world doesn't do. Right. Okay. And it's just it's and, and what I love about your analogy, swordsmen's are interesting, but it doesn't necessarily directly relate to another uh, another value that the world looks at as positive, i.e. making money. So right. if you're a great swordsman and you're super successful, that doesn't mean you're making that type of cash. Right. You're right. Doing something. You're knocking on doors. There's a direct correlation between what you do and money in the door and what. What all the entire self-help industry is all about is what you're doing. What is the right version of you tomorrow? 
And what you're doing is reinforcing that all throughout the day and then taking, taking stock of that in the evening. I mean, right. it, yeah, beautiful. It's essentially, he's applied what everybody's saying we need to do, which is, well, th this is actually, um, it made me think of one of my, my quotes from my, my aha book, Don't Knock It Till You Knock It. And it's once you adopt a mission of self-improvement and service, the money seems to come effortlessly. Yeah. Mm. It really does. Like it's, it's one of those things where you can, you can say it, but until you've actually lived that, which you have, you don't fully realize how powerful that idea is of forget about the money focus on self-improvement, focus on serving others. And it's effortless to get that, to, to have the money come in. And it's, it's not even what you're looking for anymore. Like you said, after half right. a million, who cares? It's, like, yeah. it's gravy. Do you know, it's really interesting too. And this is kind of like, um, I don't know, like a, not like a warning, but uh, even after I did all that, I remember that that wasn't the part that I felt fulfilled about. If I just focused on that and been like, all right, I made a million bucks as a top rep, you get that feeling of now what, you know, especially if those, if that goal isn't lined up with like a North star of a, like a goal for your life, like what you actually want to accomplish in your life. And uh, for me, thankfully doing that, the most important part of all of that was uh, one, it opened the door to, to be able to impact others, you know, cause at that point, uh, when, when, when you accomplish something like that, people want to, they want to hear from you. They want to know, you know, what you did and, and, you know, that type of thing. So it actually allowed me to help a lot of other people be more successful. It gave me the platform to, to be able to do that. So that's the biggest thing that I actually got out of it. And if I didn't take that opportunity to, to impact others and help others, I would have felt just as empty or unfulfilled at the end of all of that as I did when I started. So I guess that's kind of like the, 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 the word of wisdom there is, you know, make huge goals like that, make great goals and, and, and go for unbelievable things, but tie it, you know, align it with something that really matters, which is, you know, changing the world, impacting others, you know, and, and helping that sort of thing. Otherwise you're going to hit it and you're going to be like, now what, you know, you're going to feel like high for a second and then a letdown. And I've been, you know, at points like that throughout my, my career. And it wasn't really till that year that I was like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it so that I can impact others. And that's when I started like going on people's, you know, shows and, and podcasts and that type of thing. And it, that's the most fulfilled I've ever been in my life is not the, the 1099 that showed seven figures. It was the fact that, um, when people would, you know, reach out to me and say, Hey, I listened to that podcast you're on. It was really helpful. Like it, you know, changed my life or whatever. That's when you feel fulfilled. Right. So, um, anyways, and then the other thing is just, uh, this is why something I figured out was time, you know, like that's the one resource that is equal, the equalizer for everyone in this world is, is time. And the reason why making that much money is important. It's not about the money. It's about the, the time, you know, if the average American, you know, is making, I don't know, 60 grand for, you know, it would take them like, what, like 20 years to, to, to make that amount of money in the, in the one year that I did it. in. so I'm not saying that to like brag or something, but I'm saying that 
I have 19 extra years to do other things that are important, you know, to oh, that's impact such an other interesting people. way to look at it. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? What are you going to do with the next 19 years? <laughs> I mean, the, the big thing for me that I really want to, uh, to accomplish, and uh, I'm not sure if I've ever said this on a show before, but kind of like my, my why, like, you know, why I really like, or, or how I want to impact the world is I really want to change the, um, the American education system so that we teach this type of like self-improvement, self-help, like these leadership principles in the schools, because I think our society would be so much better off if we were teaching these things as, you know, such as goal setting, or I think there'd be less bullying. I think there'd be, you know, uh, less, you know, poverty. And so that's, that's really my why is I want to make enough money that I can actually change the politics that I would need to change to have, that type of curriculum taught in the school, even if it was one class out of the day, just like life principles that, you know, teach, you know, kids how to think positively and, and, and boost their self-confidence and hit their goals and how to make goals and all of those types of things. That's kind of my, my goal uh, in life here. Jordan, we need to get together. I <laughs> love that. I absolutely love that. Could you imagine a required course for high school students to be yeah. how to win friends and influence people? Right. Why isn't that being done right now? I know. <laughs> Seriously. I, 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 after finishing college, after finishing high school, finishing college and starting in sales, I felt like my education and self-improvement really started. I feel yes. like the, the books that they encourage you to read, like I've grown so much more from finding the best, the best books, the best educators. And we're so lucky because of the industry that we're in. Like I've realized that most people go their entire life without ever learning any of those principles. You know, they're kind of just like a raft floating through the tides. They have no idea how to control their, their, their mind, you know, so that they, they are able to feel good and more confident and be successful and that type of thing. And it's, a, it really is. It's, it's, it's amazing to me that, and thankfully now with like, you know, social media and, and, and like, you know, the digital age and information age, yeah, I think it's getting out there more, you know what I mean? Where now people who aren't just salespeople are starting to, you know, really focus on reading self-improvement books and like watching, you know, success podcasts and that type of thing. I think podcasts has actually been a huge factor in, in that getting out to more than just the, the hardcore salesman, you know, so I am really, you know, thankful for that. But again, it's adults that are, you know, they're the ones that are listening to those. And imagine how much different a, a child's life or a teenager's life would be if they were learning this stuff as a teenager and helping them go through how, you know, awful the teenage years were. They were at least awful for me, but like, I don't know if they're awful for everybody else, but the teenage years were, are, which are really hard. Imagine if they had some of these skills that we've been fortunate enough to learn from our jobs, you know? So anyways, that's, that's, that's my mission to, to impact the world. So guys, this is, this is what it. we have to do. So Jordan, mm -hmm. when we, when we go on live, let's just talk for a couple of minutes later, Josh, given that this is your goal and your mission as well, and you guys so sync up, just imagine creating one of these, uh, here, let me hold up another one. Yeah, this is, this is Scott Schilling on how to live a life of significance. Imagine we create one of these that says you're a teenager your life sucks. Read yeah. this book and make it better. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of, we, we want to figure out how to reach 
the the appropriate audience and I have a bunch of it. You give me a stream of consciousness of of what we uh, of what we could do, and I love that. And by the way, it's also um, it fits with your goal, Josh, of of educating people that, by the way, door to door is not a bad place to go, and it's the right mm-hmm. age to be able to grab people. So, yeah. No, I, I absolutely love it. Jordan, I, I love what you said about the the million dollars just kind of being like a lot of people look at that as that was your biggest accomplishment. Right. But in reality, it was the million dollars worth of growth right. that you had personally. It's, it's what that yeah. represents because mm. who you had to become to earn, earn seven figures in a year who you had to become was 10 times better than the Jordan who only earned a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And which I did, I made 90 grand my first year and sold it. I don't know if you know that. So, yeah. So seriously. Yeah. It was a huge, a huge jump. Yeah. So it was, it was the process of becoming Mm -hmm. who, who, who you became, who you are. That yeah. was really what you look back on, and and that's where you feel the most accomplishment. And yeah. I, that's when we had an episode talking about money um, a mm-hmm. few months ago, and that's I, we're we're on the same page, Jordan. I absolutely hundred yeah. percent agree with that that idea. Um, it looks like we're we're getting kind of towards the end of our time right now. So one of the things that I um, we like to to end with is what didn't we ask you or what didn't you get to share um, that you think that everybody listening should, should know or should, should hear from you? I would say that, um, you know, for most people, they haven't been fortunate enough to really figure out kind of like what their North star is. Like, like what is the thing that's actually guiding them? And in my job, I ask people all the time, you know, that's, that's my job is to figure out what their, their why is. And I've realized that most people, it's, it's usually like a very superficial why, like I want to be able to provide for my family or I want to be able to have, you know, financial independence. And it's, it's not something that's actually going to like get them out of, out of bed, you know, and it's not something that they really are excited about. Like saying, I want to provide for my family. Like that's a given, like, I'm not like excited about that. You know I mean? That's not, that doesn't sound exciting to me, but um, being able to get passionate about uh, something that really does get excited. And when you find that something, you'll know it because it'll feel different. It'll feel like you're like, wow. Like you'll feel like a, a, a sigh of relief. You'll feel like an excitement. Like I finally know what I want to do. And so my advice would be, that's like the number one thing. And if you can't figure it out and if you don't know what it is, then that's your why is to figure out what your why is, you know, and that's your, your North star goal that, you know, and then after that, just line up all of your other goals in line with that North star and everything you do will, will lead you closer to that North star and you'll feel more fulfilled from, as opposed to like ping ponging from meaningless goals, you know, to meaningless goals basically. So I guess that would be the the advice that I would give people. And once you Uh have that, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Hey, how did people yeah. reach out to you, Jordan? That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, you can search my name on Facebook. Um, that's a, a big one that people do is just uh, Jordan, you know, J-O-R-D-A-N-L-A capital P-L-A-C-E. 
And then, uh, or, you know, people text me or, or call me. Um, I think my phone number is uh, listed on my, my Facebook. So yeah, nothing, nothing too fancy. There we go. Perfect. Cool. Mitchell, how, hit, how do people reach out to you? I just hit the add friend button now, Jordan. So, um, okay. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, uh, feel free just to Google my name, uh, Mitchell Levy and connect me to me on the platform that you typically hang out on. So the social media companies spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure your name is associated with their site. So connect to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snap, Pinterest, whatever the site is you want to talk on. Cause I want to reach you and talk to you at the, at the place that you want to be spoken to. So for, for me, if you could reach out to me via email, that's probably going to be the simplest way. So Joshua Hutchins, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S, Jones, at gmail.com. Um, send me a message. We'll link up somehow. We'll talk, text, figure out um, how we can uh, connect more. But this was Jordan. I, I was thoroughly impressed. I am really grateful that we had you on, on our show. And I, I feel like the whole idea of, of my book that's that's coming out soon, Don't Knock It Till You Knock It, is don't knock the idea of door-to-door sales until you've actually gone out and knocked yourself and, and seen what it can accomplish. And I feel like having you on the show, having somebody who's earned a million dollars in a year, yeah. there's no way anybody can knock what what you and I do nobody can knock yeah. order for sales because I mean that's top top one percent of of earners it doubles being in the top one percent of earners um, right. and so well I'm, Josh too like what we've learned from it like even if somebody doesn't plan on doing door to door for a long period I can't imagine I'm going to like literally force my kids to do door to door for at least a year or two because of <laughs> yeah. how much they they learn, you'd learn from it, you know? And so most CEOs to have done door to door at some point or direct sales. And it's, it's just such a smart thing that you learn a lot about yourself, but you learn a lot about um, life and just skills that are going to help you in every aspect possible. Even just oh. communicating with people, you know, meeting members of the opposite sex, just everything, you know what I mean? It's just so, so powerful what you learn from door to door. So yeah, if, if somebody was thinking or like on the fence, like, Hey, should I read this book or, or should I ever try door to door? Like I can tell you that it would be crazy not to at least do that for, you know, 12 months. Yeah. I'm going to definitely think about, so all CEOs by definition have to be good salespeople and are the best yeah. salespeople for their company. Not all door to door. I would like to get my son to think about that, but let me just summarize what you did. This is going to be a little corny. You helped us press the easy button easy. <laughs> so we can then make some money. Yeah. Jordan, you are awesome. Josh, thanks for bringing Jordan online. This was awesome. Thank you. Loved it. And uh, we're going to say goodbye now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. See you at the next episode of Grow Your 1099. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grow Your 1099, where Josh Jones and I are helping to propel the door-to-door sales industry as one that's a great occupation. To learn more about Grow Your 1099, go to http colon slash slash aha.pub slash grow your 1099. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author. 
where you can also find a link to book strategy session. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.